What made her this way? What is the attraction? What keeps us fascinated? This is the story of Christian. Before we get started with the Christian talk, let me just say thank you all again for your continued support. It really means a lot. I know y'all listen to the podcast and the videos in a variety of ways, either paying full attention to it or just having it on in the background when you're working on something yourself. I imagine a lot, if not most of you, have experienced what I do sometimes, and that's brain fog, or maybe simply tiredness, fatigue. And a struggle to keep concentrated, even though whatever project you're working on isn't finished yet, and you really gotta get it done. Drinking a cup of coffee is popularly one solution. I've done it myself for well over a decade, and even sometimes have one or two cups more during the day when the one cup just don't cut. Cause I got lots of work to do concerning Chris Chan, the Terra Nova doc, and music projects as well. However, we might be aware of some of the negative side effects excess caffeine from coffee or energy drinks can bring, such as jitteriness and doing lots of bad stuff to your heart. I myself used to get heart palpitations from drinking too much coffee that stay with me for well over a day, giving me this constant uncomfortable feeling of panic. But I felt like it was something I had to endure to get through the day. A little while back, I was contacted by a company that I found a way to keep you focused in all you do. But without the nasty negatives of caffeine, it's a little two-ounce elixir called Magic Mind, and can only be found at their store at MagicMind.co. They sent me a case of their little green drink to try it out, and after about 10 days, its addition to my morning routine has been awesome. I tried it in a couple of different ways. At first, I just drank it instead of my morning coffee. Now the power of the ingredients packed inside Magic Mind build up and reach their full potential after about three days of use, but I already felt better from the first day. You see, it contains matcha, which gives it its green color, and matcha has a little bit of caffeine, but significantly less than what coffee has. The trick is, is that matcha also contains catechins. Which are compounds that slow down the body's absorption of caffeine, so you can go longer with less. It also has a great taste, and since I live in Japan, there's a lot of matcha around anyway, so it's a pretty good match for me. The other way to use Magic Mind and best utilize its compounds, my preferred way, is to drink it alongside your morning coffee. I find that way works best for me. This way, you can still get a decent amount of caffeine, but thanks to the other ingredients in Magic Mind. You don't get jittery. These include a bunch of natural nootropics or things that improve concentration and relaxation. One is bacopa monieri, a herb that improves your memory and attention span. And I definitely need a good attention span to wade through all the babble that Chris blabs out. Another one is lion's mane mushroom, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. It stimulates your brain in a good way and reduces anxiety and inflammation. Needless to say. I don't get heart palpitations anymore. All these magical ingredients combined have resulted in a wonderful change in my workflow. I also get the most out of just a single cup of coffee, and I can keep working on the many documentary and music projects that I juggle with every day. Instead of a jittery, nervous energy, it gives me power and concentration, with lots of additional health benefits to boot. 
I highly recommend it to anyone out there who must work long hours doing something monotonous or repetitive, or those who gotta get through a long, restless day. And thanks to everyone at Magic Mind, you can experience the power of this tiny 2-ounce bottle of concentrated concentration at a dramatically reduced price. Go through the link in the description. That's magicmind.co slash chrischan and get a subscription to Magic Mind at a 56% discount. That's right, a discount of 56% if you use the code CHRISCHAN20! That's C-H-R-I-S-C-H-A-N-2-0, all cap, no space. But hurry while stocks last, as they say, because the subscription discount will only last for 10 days. If you're not into subscriptions, you can also get 20% off your first one-time purchase if you use the same discount code CHRISCHAN20 at magicmind.co slash chrischan. And this 20% discount will be around forever. So, I hope you really try out this Magic Mind stuff and boost your performance in a natural, positive way, like I have. Thank you very much to everyone at Magic Mind. Now, without further ado, let's go back to discussing Chris Chan. <coughs> on, on, <coughs> on March 8th, 2019, Brian Frogboy author of the approved Chris Chan prequel comic, released a YouTube video in which she largely defends Christine and decries the people who obsess over her. We need to stop talking about Chris like she's some wild fucking animal or a fugitive on the run. Chris can be both a person that disgusts you and a human being. Now there's a new form of entertainment through the likes of just reading quickie articles out loud or talking over videos that Chris makes. In fact, I'm actually looking at high schoolers right now making a living off it. In it, he expresses that Chris is autistic and largely is not responsible for her occasional crass comments and foolish actions, and also complains about the relentless followship which continually observes, comments on, and infrequently intrudes in her life and those of her friends and acquaintances, such as himself. Chris isn't gonna get back into this this pool of society in my mind if if we're all gonna just document her like she's a wild animal that would actually be a funny video is someone doing a like a, a nature doc about chris but you're just you're just making fun of the dude who's doing the doc and then by the end you see him in his underwear at his computer i'd watch that he also mentioned that former guard dog Kiwi Farms member, the captain, introduced himself to Brian and helped him and Christine make amends after a brief falling out. You're not a hero for just being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. It's not a good thing in my mind. And uh, just to reiterate, if you're gonna mock somebody, at least have the class to do it in a comic. Shortly after the video was shared on the farms, it was deleted. Also on this day, it appeared that Brian's Twitter account was hacked, as he confessed that Christian-focused YouTuber Gibby was in fact the captain, and was the person that had sent the Nintendo Switch console to Chris as a present. The hacker as Brian then confided that he ate out of Christine's taint and sucked her penis before having his home address posted on the social media site. On March 9th, Chris wrote that while playing the mobile game Pokemon Go, which made use of players' real-world locations, 
she determined that her house, which she also claimed was Sonichu headquarters, was a compass, based on the fact that she was facing south as she looked at one corner of the house, meaning all other corners would point at the other three respective directions. The next day, Chris made a so-called deity-level wish and request to make the location of her house a Pokestop in Pokemon Go, a geographical location where players could claim Pokemon and other special items. On March 11th, Christine claimed on Twitter that her alleged husband, Magichan, had informed her that their alleged husband, the Pokemon Mewtwo, had come down with a bad head virus, and so she wished for her followers for prayers in his recovery. When confronted by a Twitter user who told her that Mewtwo was not real and that the dimensional merge would not take place, Chris wrote back, warning them that they would be blocked if they were to write once more denouncing her beliefs as hallucination, delusion, and illusion. Later that day, she boasted about her achievements in the mobile game Tetris after playing it over the weekend. On March 12th, Christine unveiled her new custom-painted yellow-slash-blue Adidas brand shoes, and so put up her old, identical shoes with autographed insoles for sale on the eBay auction site for $200. When an individual complained about the expensiveness of the item, Chris stated that they were celebrity shoes, comparable to ones that may have been worn by noted basketball player Michael Jordan. Within a day, the shoes were bought by her avid follower, Jacob Sockness, who thought that they were the sacred shoes of Christine the Goddess, filled with her energy, which she was looking forward to wearing for the My Little Pony convention, BabsCon. Later on, YouTuber and artist Fallen Shadow shared her artistic rendering of Chris Chan reimagined as a so-called Amin Waifu. Chris then declared that someone should print the picture onto a dakimakura, or large body pillow. Also on that day, she complained about the plot of the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie concerning the main character Sonic being a being from space. At around that time, Christine was filmed by a clerk working at the game retailer GameStop while she looked for a Pokemon accessory that could be used with the game Pokemon Go. The clerk later revealed that Chris was permitted to enter the establishment and that the employees were instructed to deal with her in a neutral manner. Ah. Hey, dude. Hi, how you doing? Doing okay. I am in the market for a brand new Pokeball Plus. A brand new Pokeball Plus? Uh, let me see if I have any. Yes, we do. And I need a pre-owned, non-closing 2DS. Pre-owned, non-closing 2DS. Let's see if we have any of those. I'm not sure we do. Wham. Wham, wham. This Pokeball Plus contains wham. Yeah, it looks like the only yes we have in stock are the folding ones. Okay. Well, I was hoping to save some money, but that's okay. I'll just take the Pokeball Plus for now. Cool. 52, 64. But something is going to happen. I'm going to paint it into a special custom Pokeball I designed called an S-Chew Ball. An S-Chew Ball? Yeah, hang on a second. Designed after the classic and most popular Sonic OC ever, Sonichu. Yeah. Especially used for capturing electric types. Okie dokie. So yeah, check me out on the internet. I've been famous for a long time. Alright, <laughs> well, that's cool. Because guess who created that OC? Yo. Yep. <laughs> Did you want a bag for this? Um, no. Okie dokie. 
There you go. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. On March 14th, Christine pleaded for people to nominate her house as a Pokestop in the game Pokemon Go, so that users could receive perks and bonuses at her residence. She also revealed that she had registered her home address as a business on Google, naming it Sonichu Headquarters, and set the business official website as the Quickie, though only temporarily until she found a more appropriate site. This resulted in many people posting fake reviews on the so-called business, usually featuring references to Chris's past. The business listing was then on, periodically taken down, and then put back up again. On the 15th, Chris went back to Twitter to announce that her apparent husband, Mewtwo, was recovering from his illness. On March 16th, she complained once more about the Sonic movie, this time voicing her distaste for the redesign of the character, which was shared by the vast majority of the knowing public, and shared a fan redesign of Sonic in the more traditional form. Also on that day, Jacob Sockness received his purchase of Christine's old shoes, complete with certificate of authenticity. He claimed that the shoes contained cat and dog DNA, and he searched them for one of Christine's hairs so he could implant it into an amulet of serious power to manifest one's dreams. He then made a YouTube video opening the box and assessing its contents. Here it goes. First seal. Seal is cracked. Let's see if it smells anything. No. It smells like bubblegum, actually. Here it goes. That is so weird. I don't know why they smell like bubblegum. There's no foot odor at all on these things. They've seen a little bit of repair. There's uh, duct tape inside of these. But this side has... Ooh, there's hair in there. Ooh, she did leave some hair sample, so... Send that to the cloning lab. So this is what she's been walking in for a year. Not bad. It'll be in front of the merge. <laughs> it's all her characters and... And you can see the shoes on her feet in one of these videos. Let me get this off of here. I actually have a photo that has her shoes on. And she's wearing them. And you can see the shoes are right there. And now they're right here. In my house. In my temple. The sacred temple. On March 17th, after one of her followers tweeted at her about Sonichu's birthday, Chris tweeted that she almost forgot that the date marked 19 years since she created Sonichu, posting a photo of her recently painted Pokeball Plus and three works of fan art depicting Sonichu and Rosechu. When asked if she would credit the original artists, she replied that she would love to, but the tweet was done on impulse, and she had difficulties in remembering names. The next day, after being prompted by a comment from a follower, Christine claimed to have been inspired to elaborate further on the gender differences of different types of sonichus. In addition to her tweet thread describing their biological features, she drew diagrams, first depicting a male sonichu and a female rosechu, and then depicting a rare female sonichu and male rosechu. 
when a commenter noted that Sonic the Hedgehog did not canonically possess toes. In contrast to her betoed Sonichu depictions, Chris clarified that the Sonic creators got that detail wrong and that Sonic did in fact have ties. On March 20th, during a string of random access humor tweets, Chris posted an audio file of what she dubbed a melodic burp. On March 22nd, Christine met up with YouTuber Kopitz, with whom she had met and filmed a video before, along with a couple of his friends. Together, they filmed a video in which they went to search for ghosts within the abandoned mental hospital Desjarnet Sanitarium in Staunton, Virginia, which was founded by Joseph Desjarnet, a staunch advocate of forced sterilization of the mentally ill and others he deemed defective. What's up, guys? We're here at the Desjarnet Sanatorium. Uh, I'm here with Christine Weston Chandler. Yo! Yo. AKA Chris Chan, and we're gonna be exploring this place, searching for ghosts. And it's gonna be. You think you can squeeze through here, Christine? I think I can manage. All right. <laughs> nice job. So yeah. there's a bunch of different levels to this building. Why is she dead, people? I think the ghosts are coming after me. <laughs> I got a quartz, a lightning quartz on my wrist. It might take a more than one try, but I'm able to do it on the first try oftentimes, but I'm gonna make it right in here. Should I stand back? Alright, <laughs> sometimes it makes more one. There it is! Oh nice, nice. It's where uh Joseph DeJarnet um, did his work. He's uh, known for being a pretty famous eugenics doctor, and he's known to still roam the halls as a ghost, obviously. Well, this Closed down way long ago. His name was Joseph DeJarnet. Joseph. Hello, Joe. What do you know? Uh, I've met ghosts, so yes. Hello? Hello? We're friendly. <laughs> yeah. Alright, whatever. I think we're ghosts. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. If anything, Magic Chance Sonichu has us protected. Ooh. <laughs> Don't worry, we mean you no harm, spirits. As long as we don't bother them, they won't bother us. That's my mother. Hey, yo. Bye bye. No, it's okay. Definitely that was six. just my mother calling me. Y'all's mothers were concerned about yours as well. Y'all, when you were. I mean, no offense. Thank you. Had some fun hunting Here. around the spooky trails. Humping around the spooky trails. Boop it up, doop 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 it up, We'll see you later. Love you. When do you think the dimensional merge is happening? It's very soon. Within, this, within the coming days. If you wanted to ask, access the, what's it called, C? C197. C197. If you wanted to access that right now, could you do it? Oh, yeah. Would you like to try it? I don't know if anybody's ever seen you do it before. If you okay, well, hang on. I'll... Christine, can you still hear us? Yes, I hear you. Are you in are you in C197? Yep. Do you think I could have a conversation with one of them through you? Like you can tell me what they're saying and you can tell them what I'm saying? Well Sabrina is telling me. Say hi to hi. Hi Sabrina. Tell Sabrina I said hi. Oh 
Well, she hears you through me, so it's like a conduit. Oh, okay. Could I speak to uh, maybe like Lisa Simpson or somebody? Okay, well, I'm about to move my cell all the way over to Springfield. Well, I'm talking with Homer right now. She's not. She's not home right now. Can I speak to Marge? Oh, she's coming in. Hi, Marge. She doesn't want her speech put on the internet. Oh, okay. But she will say for everyone on their best behavior and to be kind to each other. She will not stand for crass and rudeness. Oh, of course. Yes. Wise words, March. Thank you. Ugh. I'm a little tired. Okay, come back here. Ugh. I have to come back. I got my brain got worn out. On March 23rd, Kopitz uploaded the video on YouTube and Chris shared it on Twitter. In addition, she shared a drawing she had made earlier in March commemorating those with impairments like autism. I felt inspired to draw this after hearing and reading the history of hashtag Desjarnet and his sanitarium. Joseph's ideals and methods offended me. Everyone has the right to reproduce. No one should be forced to not, regardless of mental status and health. And I remembered that, including myself, we all each have a soul and how we each are able to communicate in this world. And the worse the mental handicap, the more difficult a blockage that individual has to get their thoughts out. Every soul is intelligent with their lives worth of wisdom and education. And with that, I am more than proud to tell you all, you all, everyone has a soul of hope. Guest stars in this piece. Mitch Sonachu, formerly Asperchu, and at Lucky the Gator. The youngsters were inspired from a Google image search for the faces, as detailed as possible. They have been drawn and colored variably and different from the various source photos. Thank you. On March 30th, Chris returned to the sanitarium by herself and filmed a video for YouTube. Hello everybody, this is Christine Chandler coming to you live from within the first floor area of the Desjarnet Sanitarium, where I come here in my own volition and goodwill on a mission of peace and goodwill. I'm here because recently I've made a drawing inspired by what happened here in Desjarnet and the innocent children and adults who were robbed of their rights and they suffered from the mental scars and all that. Anyway, I am leaving for them this photocopy of the lovely drawing. And I wrote a lovely message on the back so that hopefully those who find it in the future, and I do pray that these halls, this building, will one day become renovated, restored. This will become a good, positive mental health facility or otherwise a general or children's hospital. That is my hope and wish for this sanitarium and also for peace and goodwill and the freedom for all the lost and trapped souls in here to feel free to leave and move on. I leave this in humble goodwill for all of you. Please enjoy. Not like good karma points for me, but just leaving an awesome memento. Thank you all, 
and y'all have a good and lovely day. About four hours after Chris uploaded the video, QB Farms user Vicodin traveled to the DeJarnet Sanitarium and retrieved the picture. He later posted the backside of the image with a handwritten message in a YouTube video, which mostly reiterated her wishes for the souls to find their way out of the sanitarium and hopes for the building to be re-established as a kind mental hospital. Possibly a short time after, as recounted by his girlfriend at the time, Vicodin invited Christine for lunch and agreed to pay for her. When he and his then-girlfriend picked Chris up, the Chandler's beagles bellowed loudly. While in the car, Chris continuously loudly sang along with the songs playing on the radio and announced that the dimensional merge would take place soon and that she could speak with the dead. When they arrived at the restaurant, Chris took out a customized duct tape phone case that held two phones, which could enable her to play the game Pokemon Go on two devices simultaneously. She spoke very loudly about all topics, and at one point, convinced Vicodin's girlfriend to put on her sonatry medallion, asking if she could quote-unquote feel the power. On the final day of March, Chris revealed that the combined dimension of 1218 and C197 would be called 1C-211987. On April 2nd, one of her supporters on Patreon, who had been her patron for three months, notified on her page that they had yet to receive any copies of her Sonichu comics that they were supposed to get in return for their patronage. They wrote they would withdraw their backing if Chris did not respond. On that same day, Chris was sued for unpaid debt by Portfolio Recovery Associates, and her next court hearing was set on May 15th. On April 3rd, Christine uploaded a curious YouTube video in which she films a masked man reading from a script. The player's identity was never determined. Hello everyone, far and near. I have something you want to hear. So please use your ears before I disappear. Let's make something clear before we start. I have a good purple heart that won't fall apart. We are all about to take part in a new event segment which will indent what you call the cement. My intent is to present the news, which will eliminate the torment of discontent. Just keep reading. that supplement to a lesser extent. Christine has been hell-bent on being a parent, so she made a pleasant invest in, in, investment and got my mother pregnant. I am a fluorescent adolescent, a direct descendant, and not the only attendant. There is one other, Crystal, and I am her brother. There is much you don't know unless I show, but that is a no-go. Right now I am here solo, but soon I will have my shadow, a lovely combo. There will be no tiptoe around the tempo. I must let go of my manifesto and go back to the golden, below Bambalonian weeping willow, below the Jim Crow plateau. I hope I have walked this difficult tightrope well, under your light microscope. Nonetheless, God bless. Thanks for working with me in this process. More or less, it's still a work in progress. I hope to bring happiness for all parties. And please don't sniff those gnarly Sharpies. On April 4th, Chris unveiled her six new Pokeball accessories that could be used with Pokemon Go, which she painted to appear like Estru Balls. She defended her purchases, stating that apart from one she bought new, the others were second-hand, 
and purchased at a discount of up to $15. Some Kiwi Farms users calculated that her Pokeballs cost a minimum total of $225. During this time, Christine played Pokemon Go constantly, updating her Twitter with frequent updates about her playing habits and achievements, allegedly walking significant amounts to catch Pokemon around her locale. On April 5th, she shared a short trailer for a documentary film titled Christian vs. the Internet, which featured new footage in the form of in-person interviews from Chris and her mother Barbara. At first he couldn't talk, so he was uh, trained with a speech therapist. His behavior was not normal. I wasn't aware of uh, all that was going on at first. The film was created by a film studies graduate who at first learned about Chris from the Chris Chan A Comprehensive History YouTube series by Gino Samuel and had taken time off work to spend about a week with Christine, filming her throughout the day. The trailer also notably hinted that the documentary film would feature Chris's former friend. Megan Schroeder. Now he's, he seems like a totally different person to me. The filmmaker did not have much knowledge about Christine's followers and trolls, and did not use social media. So he asked his friend to set up a fundraising campaign for it on the site Kickstarter, with a goal of $20,000 and the hopes of having it shown in film festivals. When the Kickstarter was shared on QB Farms, the project was near unanimously condemned for the brevity and vagueness of the fundraiser's description, high goal, and poor tier choices, and was quickly labeled as a scam, reasoning that there were other documentaries available for free on YouTube. The friend, who was user CMCW on QB Farms, elaborated that the description and funding tiers were copied from other Kickstarter pages and that funds would be used to pay for interviews with YouTubers who had made Christian documentaries, such as Gino Samuel and Sachimo, and to retroactively pay for travel expenses during filming. CMCW went on to try address many questions from forum users, though could not answer adequately, which resulted in more ridiculing. After reviewing negative feedback on the farms and poor communication with interested parties on the social media site Reddit, the Kickstarter was cancelled after one day, and upon witnessing the backlash, Megan asked to be removed from the final film. The documentary was later completely abandoned by the filmmaker, who went on to endure online bullying and trolling, and was under so much stress and paranoia that he eventually felt compelled to physically destroy the hard drive containing the footage with a hammer. On April 5th, Christine notified her followers that she managed to have her Amethyst High School ring successfully repaired by Herf Jones, the makers of the ring, after cracking it by striking it with another stone in an attempt to make it spark. The next day, she drove 150 miles to visit a trusted online friend and fan, along with her husband. The friend later wrote that she got to wear Chris's Sonatru medallion. The three spent the weekend together and Chris and her friend exchanged artwork. 
Chris drew for her Sonichu hanging a spoon off his nose. And her friend offered Chris her drawing of Chris-chan Sonichu and Magi-chan embracing. On the way back, Christine lost her wallet, and she had her friend and husband prepare for her a temporary driver's license. On April 13th, Chris watched the video that major YouTuber PewDiePie made about her some years prior. She felt that he accentuated her negatives and was triggered by being reminded of the trolling sagas and was called not amongst the greatest of people. She felt offended but did not think he deserved to lose his channel over the video. On April 15th, Christine notified her Twitter followers that her missing wallet had been found safely, so she drove to retrieve it, claiming to have been accompanied by her husband Magichan and Inuyasha, the Pokemon Blaziken, which she had caught in the game Pokemon Go, which she believed was the same Pokemon that she had possessed in the game Pokemon Ruby in the early 2000s that she named after the protagonist of a Japanese manga series of the same name. She soon after posted a photo taken in-game which showed the Blaziken seemingly defending Rutgersville, Virginia in front of the sign denoting its entry. Also on that day, a user of the site Reddit posted a photo of Chris walking through the department store Target, who was claimed to have been muttering loudly to herself. The next day, she elaborated on what she was doing there and commented her opinions on the recent burning of part of the French cathedral, Notre Dame. Taking a break at the nearby, at Target, having some pasta, and at Mountain Dew in its cafe, and luring Pokemon at its Pokestop with Magichan, Grizel, and my Blaziken, Inuyasha, at the table. I saw and read the first notification from the at NBC News app on my phone, stating that Notre Dame was set ablaze. My initial thoughts were, oh, the humanity. Grizel and Inuyasha were both shocked with me and Magichan, a bit career-fallen at the event, had foreseen its happening long before. He assured me that many people would be safe and that the cathedral would be quickly restored. I even saw a retweet of the footage of its spire falling and the smoke puffing out from the blaze. I saw a legendary bird Pokemon flying there and its head shape forming in the smoke shown in that video clip. Accident or not, this blaze was fated to happen to the cathedral. If y'all can take anything from my tweets here is the assurance from Magichan Sonachu and I that Notre Dame would be quickly restored and it will be a fateful and magical sight to behold, especially in how quickly it happens, and my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who was affected by the tragedy. Be safe and well, and have a good day. On April 20th, it appeared that Google finally acknowledged Chris's application to make her home the official Sonichu headquarters labeled as a business. She also asked for advanced players of Pokemon Go to vote for her residents to become a Pokestop in-game, for they had the ability to do so. She claimed she would rearrange the front garden and add seating amenities if her house became a Pokestop or a Pokemon gym. To make an official announcement, she made a YouTube video outside her home. Hello everybody, this is Christine Weston Chandler Sonichu, coming in late to you live from my faithful and loving home in Ruckersville, Virginia, which has now been correctively and recognized officially by Google. This is officially Sonichu Headquarters. This is not only my home for me as the creator and author 
of the books and artworks and other featurettes featuring Sonichu and Roshute, the electric hedgehog Pokemon, and their evolution families and all the other special Sonichu and Roshutes aside from that. But also, this is a loving, kept, fairly well kept home. At least my father, the late Mr. Robert Franklin Chandler Jr., has been keep I kept it up well. We had a daylily garden, but yeah, it's a mess. I mean, I'm not going to show the mess, but obviously, what was daylilies is now a bunch of forest during the summertime that I would illy I would not advise going through whatsoever. Believe it or not, I am a CPU, a console patron unit, a goddess of the Commodore consoles. At this, at this house, this home, even messing all becomes a an official Pokestop or even better, a Pokemon gym. I'll definitely set up benches for everyone's comfort so they can enjoy the Pokestop and gym challenges and the raid bat and the raids and all that good stuff. Now, one more thing I will mention for this introductory video for this thing. The haters. I'm follow I've been followed for years by internet trolls and cyber bullies. And definitely worse among them, the haters. They're gonna leave a whole bunch of negative comments and low ratings, so I just, you know, in the in the final decision making, just ignore all hateful comments. People who make the Pokemon Go app and people at Google, because I do I do as well as I can with my art and books and everything. I'm just one individual with superpowers still in development with only my loves nearby. Magic Chance Sonic you. My blaze again. They will be fully visible soon after the dimension merge. Um, this is Christine Weston Chandler Sonic you, the CPU Blue Heart of the Mighty Nations of Quickville and Kama. Everybody, have be safe and have a good, safe day. Thank you. On April 22nd, Chris wrote a 16-tweet thread explaining the reasoning behind the Pokémon-type classification of her character, Blake Sonichu. The next day, her 2018 Fashion Square Mall trespassing charge was dismissed after she successfully completed a satisfactory number of therapeutic sessions. Later that day, she posted a video on Twitter asking for gas money. Hey everybody! Got a little situation here. Less than an eighth full of gas in our one tangible vehicle here. And in pocket money only, as well as a little bit of petty cash. Anyway, I need like $20 for gas please please help me out really need it so we can use this van before our money so we can use this van some more before our money comes in by next week it's like next wednesday or thursday thank you twitter user nintendo Murd notified her that they would donate if she wished them a happy birthday promising to be more generous if chris made a video shortly after Chris made a video for Twitter wishing them a happy birthday. Hello, Nintendo Murd! 
It's a happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Have an awesome one. Yay! The user then allegedly donated to Chris $20 via Patreon. She then wished Maker Night V a happy birthday in a Twitter video. And also, a very sweet happy birthday to my friend MKR. So awesome. She is really awesome. You're awesome, Megan. So happy, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday, happy birthday. Have an awesome day. I can love you. Chris afterwards addressed a troll who had sent her a box that was filled with glitter. Hey everybody, Christine Chandler coming to you live from home and we just received a lovely little gift box. <laughs> ah, but my psychic powers are deducing and very good because I actually was able to sense foresight. I, before any, before opening or even cutting the tape that this box is open with, foresaw Gummies, gummy candies, shape of penises. Nice. It's okay. I'll enjoy those. But also, I sensed the litter bomb. Litter bomb. <laughs> yeah. I opened it all slowly. And no mess. Look, no mess at all. All the mess is in this, inside this one Ziploc bag that I put it all into. <laughs> yeah, you're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling any of us. Have a good day. On April 25th, Chris updated her Sonichu headquarters business listing on Google with two new photos that featured her mother, Barbara. Two days later, Christine took a number of photos in her backyard that featured Pokemon placed into the scene, as seen within her gameplay of Pokemon Go. On April 30th, she reacted to the revelation of actor Jim Carrey's look in the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie, who would be playing the villain Dr. Robotnik. Okay, I've just been offended by the new movie. Ugh, Robotnik. Not to be a hater, but this! Simply put, no at Sonic Movie. No, 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 no. Hell fing N. Oh. She then shared a realistic rendering of how Robotnik may look if he were designed to appear more like the character as seen in video games and animations. As the first official trailer for the film was released, the people on the internet at large widely ridiculed Sonic's appearance. On May 1st, Chris wrote on Twitter that the 2013 fan-made Sonic movie was superior to the studio-produced film, and begged for the film studio Paramount and Sonic creators Sega to fix the perceived errors of the movie. A couple of days later, it was announced that the movie's release would be pushed back in order to change Sonic's in-film appearance due to the overwhelming international negative reaction. Chris then thanked the film's director, Jeff Fowler, for listening to her and fans like her. On May 6th, Portfolio Recovery Associates filed a second lawsuit for unpaid debt against Christine, with the next court date set on June 19th. 
On the 10th, she notified her followers that she went to see the film Detective Pikachu, recommending others to go see it in theaters. The next day, she revealed that her mother had found an old drawing made by Chris's half-brother, Cole Smithy, when he was a child, and also shared a childhood photo of him, commenting that he had been a handsome boy before he became a closed-off, distant type of movie critic. Chris then wrote a 30-tweet thread concerning the backstory of the Sonichu villain, Reldnak Natsu Natsurk. On May 13th, she posted a rainbow-colored throw blanket for sale on eBay for $200. When asked about the high price, she wrote that it was her mother's idea. The blanket was quickly bought by Jacob Sockness. It had been suggested that the money for the purchase was used to prematurely pay for the property tax bill. On the 16th, Chris unveiled the description of a new pony character she allegedly discovered a distant cousin of the My Little Pony character, Applejack, A.J. Farton, whose specialty was farting with the aroma of apple juice. On May 19th, Chris announced that she felt the cosmos, fate, destiny, and all else in their progress around her. It was at around this time that private messages between an unknown Twitter user and the enablers Sarah and Steve who had gifted to Chris a Nintendo Switch and donated at least $100, were leaked on the Kiwi farms. They wrote that they believed Christine was a goddess, and that they understood that being in contact with her would bring them nothing but negativity, but they accepted that fact. They were at the time saving up money to move to Virginia, after which time they would be making videos and running a new website for Chris, revealing their true identity. They claimed to only want to help her and be her friends, encouraging and enabling her to do what she liked since she could not get a conventional job. As debt further mounted, Christine found comfort in the people that followed her, for she could almost surely depend on someone to financially help her when needed. In her world, helping hands were always within reach. With such a life, there was no need to try to improve or to change. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please check out the video version of the series up on YouTube on my YouTube channel, Gino Samuel 2.1, to get a better understanding of the story. If you like what I do and you're interested in supporting me, consider checking out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Thanks again. See you around.